Here's a question for you. As a performance artist or musician, should you record yourself performing so that you can see what you look like and make changes where you find appropriate? For years, I thought the answer was simple. Yes, it can only be beneficial, right? Record it and you know what you're doing. Turns out after years of performing uh, and seeing videos of myself, whether it was a situation where I set up a camera and I watched myself performing because I wanted to, or uh, it was a situation where I was in a gig that actually forced me to watch playback of myself. They would record it professionally, and then uh, after rehearsals, we were it was a requirement to sit down and watch yourself perform and critique that. Or whether it was just uh, years of watching videos of myself performing uh, larger shows pop up on YouTube. After all of this, I'm starting to think that it's not so cut and dry. When I was a freshman in college uh, studying musical performance at a university here in Minneapolis, there was a senior, actually, no, they weren't even a senior. There was, there was still a, a mythical story floating around uh, of a, a, a student gone by, if you will. And there was a story that floated around and his name was Michael and he played guitar. Uh, and the story was that when he was first starting out as a student, he would sit in his room on a stool, because he would like singer-songwriter vibe, he'd sit on a stool and he'd put a mirror in front of him, and he would always practice in front of a mirror so that he would know what he looks like, because, you know, it's true. As my friend uh, Gabe Hagen always said, uh, said, like he's dead and gone. Like my friend Gabe always still says, people don't go uh, to shows with their eyes closed. Music in a live setting is a visual experience as well as auditory. So became this thing that like, oh, that's what we should do to get better so we'll look cool too and all this. You know, all of us, all of us freshmen started doing that, like playing in front of a mirror. So I had this period of my life where I was uh, practicing uh, like crazy my instruments and also taking in the visual side of it and trying to dial in what I look like as well. And suddenly I started having this opportunity to play for a mega church here in Minneapolis. What playing at this church would look like is you'd show up on a Thursday night and you'd do a rehearsal run through of all the tunes. You'd come back Saturday morning you do a sound check, you run the tunes that you need to, and then you would do a run, what they called a run through, where you would play the, uh, you know, three to five songs down nonstop as if it was a big service. And they had all the production team there, lights and all the cameras, and they would video uh, record the entire musical performance. And then after that, they would have something that they called playback, where they would have everybody, uh, production, if you were volunteering on cameras, if you were on stage, if you, uh, what, no matter what your role was, everybody would get into the auditorium and you sit down and you would watch the playback of the service. And I actually, now I'm, I'm finding out that this is pretty common in a lot of mega churches, this uh, habit of playback. And their thought was it was beneficial because you could hear it. You could hear how it sounds. Okay, maybe that the overdrive I was kicking on right there needs to come down a little bit. Uh, maybe there, okay, camera two, make sure you're not wobbling so much. You, ever, you get to critique yourself a little bit. But then there was this level of critiquing the visual 
oh man, okay, when you're in this, uh, in the middle of this song, make sure you're smiling a lot more. Keep your eyes open. Make sure, oh, okay, guitar, your head's down a little bit too much. Make sure you're interacting. Maybe turn around. Okay, you, you are you going to turn around and rock out with the drums at this moment, or are you going to turn around and rock out with the drums uh, in verse two? There was this whole massive overanalyzing of every single like aspect of your movement. And on one hand, for uh, someone at the beginning of their career, that could be actually beneficial in a way. But the bad thing is, what happens when you do that too much is when you are in the moment on stage, I found myself like overanalyzing myself in real time. Like we'd be in the middle of a song and I'd find myself thinking, okay, I wanna go rock out with the drums, but I'm not supposed to do that till verse two. I started like overthinking everything. And anytime I did that, it took me out of the moments. Sarah and I were just watching this uh, documentary on HBO of all the cast members of the Harry Potter films coming together uh, and talking about that experience. And there was a moment where one of the directors was talking about Emma Watson's acting, and they said she was one of the most prolific actors that they had worked with at the time because she showed up so prepared and knowing all her lines down so well that when it came time to record, uh, record, <laughs> who says that about filming? When it came time to uh, get the cameras rolling and film, he said that the acting and the lines and the performance just, they would just flow from her uh, naturally. And I thought about that. And now as I'm recording this, I'm thinking about those times when I was in those moments I knew I was being recorded and I had just gotten all these like notes for myself. Don't stand like this. Do do this. And I remember what that felt like being in the moment. And it was the complete opposite of flow. I was no longer in the moment. I was no longer in the music. I was no longer having a conversation with the other band members on stage. No, I was now, this analyzing forced me inside myself more. And yeah, what all this was about was me and no longer what we were making together. Recently, I was uh, on Instagram and I follow this uh, acting coach because I, I love, you know, I've talked a ton before about part of being a uh, curious person is learning to learn metaphorically from those outside uh, your field of experience. And so I follow uh, different, I like following different coaches. There's an acting coach on Instagram. His name's Greg Sims. And he, his uh, handle is Path for the Actor. And he gives a bunch of advice about auditioning and what your job is as an actor. And I find tons of, of tie-ins when it comes to performing music. And recently, he said this about the actors in his classes who ask if they should record or watch themselves so they could learn what they look like during auditions. And this is what he said. Actors often ask me, should I watch my auditions? Shouldn't I watch them after I record them? And even after I send them? And can we record in class so we can watch ourselves and learn and see what we're doing? No, 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 no. You wanna watch yourself as little as possible. After doing the self tape, sit with your reader and ask your reader, your friend, which one do you think is the most delightful and honest? And then send that and try not to ever watch it again and just move on. What you want to do is build the muscle of not self-analyzation, of, of not self-judgment. You want to build the muscle of going after something real with the other, 
of not thinking about yourself, about forgetting yourself and just letting it rip. And the ego wants to say like, well, no, but if I watch myself being honest, then I can make sure I look honest. No, acting is not pretending to do something. It's doing something. Sarah's putting makeup on right now. We're in the bathroom. Oh, we're talking now. <laughs> and I was explaining to her uh, what that clip was about. But I, one of the things I did find interesting about it was that when you do that and you record yourself and you overanalyze, you are constantly pulling yourself back to that past performance. Oh, like reviewing a photograph takes you out of the moment. Yeah, it's the, oh my gosh, hell yes. Reviewing a photograph takes you out of the moment. When you are uh, traveling, I've always said taking photos while traveling does not take you out of the moment. When you are with friends or something, anytime you take a photo, people think it takes you out of the moment. But what actually takes you out of the moment is what photographers call chimping. And that is when you now take the camera from your eye or your cell phone down and you press the camera roll and you go back and you look at the photographs you just took. And so now you are no longer in the moment. You're in the moment that just was. Yeah, you, and you're going back. And it's called chimping because in the photography world, they, uh, they say it's kind of like you pull the camera down, you look at it, and you want to go, ooh, 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 yeah, and show good. somebody. So that's kind of just that uh, funny aspect of it. Dumb little monkey. It's just a dumb little monkey. I've wasted so many years of my life being a dumb little monkey. I spent so many years looking backwards and taking myself out of the moment. So then when I was in a new moment, now I'm thinking about the last moment, what I did wrong in the last moment. Now I'm not thinking about this conversation I should be having with the people on stage and being as present as possible. We One... so much time looking back that we can't even do well with what's in front of us, which is why we're not doing well with what's in front of us, because we're just looking back. I think you do that a lot with stuff. Oh, I didn't like yesterday's podcast or whatever. I'm constantly rethinking things. I have a constant pull and temptation, and it comes from it comes from a wanting to do better. Yeah, I think it's a, a pos- It comes from a positive place that I ingrained in myself, uh, being a younger musician of wanting every single time to be better than the last. Um, but then it isn't because you're looking back and you can't look ahead. So it becomes this counter uh, counterproductive thing that you're actually screwing yourself over. Right. With the best intentions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 100%. So I'm doing this gig and I, at um, this mega church and I am getting sick of being forced uh, to watch myself. That was around the same time that I joined Owl City and I started touring with one of my best friends, Jasper Nephew. And w- right instantly when we played our very first show, I started recognizing a uh, habit he had created. He would always set up a camera at every single show and record video of every show. And he'd put it, whether maybe like side stage by the uh, monitors or maybe right by his pedal board, but he'd record these videos of himself and the whole set performing. And I loved it. And so I started doing the same thing. I got a Zoom video recorder. And that's how, I mean, on if you go over to YouTube, I put up uh, this past year a bunch of videos of the performances from uh, like our time in China and Japan and uh, here in the States. And it's cool. It's cool to have that uh, to look back on. But what I, what I found, what, I, what I'm now realizing looking backwards and why I, it felt so much healthier when Jasper and I were doing it that way and how he taught me to do it was that it was pure. It was not to analyze or get critical. It didn't take him out of the moment. It was purely a record that this happened, something that someday it would be fun to look back on and watch 
I would almost put it the same as like the reason you take photos during a vacation. Like you don't go on a freaking vacation and take photos and videos so that you, you know, you get home and then you're going to analyze those videos and you're going to think, did I tra- how well did I travel? You don't do the whole trip, document it and come home and say, did we do that to the best of our abilities? Did we really maximize our time in XYZ? No, you look back because you, for that pure reason, and you're not critiquing it. You're just thinking, oh my God, wasn't that a fun meal? Or wasn't that fun when we got snowed in and every restaurant was closed and we had to just go to the convenience store to get food? Like it's such a purity from that. Yes, and that is, I will still continue to set up cameras uh, at shows because it's so fun to look back on. Uh, All you really remember is the fun stuff. And even the bad stuff, you reframe. Like literally, we were in Chicago and it started snowing a ton. And other people might have been bummed. And I was like, this is a blast. And now when I look back, I don't remember that. Our feet were wet and we were soggy everywhere. I just think of how much fun it was. Yes. Oh, man. I have a video uh, that Jasper sent me. And this is before I joined the band. Uh, But he has a video side stage of him in the middle of one of his songs just rocking out so hard. His cable getting tangled around his foot and him like taking a step backwards and falling on stage. We both love that video because looking back, it's like, oh, yeah, that's real life. That happened on stage. What a great moment. Uh, but it was that we don't ruminate on it. We don't sit there thinking like every time I pick up a guitar now, I'm looking and trying to like, I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to trip. That would take you out of the moment. But what I'm trying to say is I think like being present in whatever you are creating is the ultimate goal and anything else is counterproductive. So try stuff out and figure this shit out for yourself. (laughs) 